Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. A Texas woman fatally shoots an Uber driver. A Georgia man pleads guilty to killing his ex-wife's divorce attorney. And an Indiana man bugs a woman and slides in her DMs for a date. Mm. These stories and more are coming at you today, Thursday, June 29th, on Real Life Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino, and I noticed that none of my stories were plugged in Jim's opening. <laughs> Only because they arrived late. There's there's a new time limit that my stories must be submitted by in order to qualify for Jim's opening deadline. teaser. All um, news has okay. a deadline. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Here we go. Uh, Steal right. my good dumb criminal story. Uh, <laughs> Flirt with Kelly, by the way. Uh, oh, Kelly. Kelly. We love KJ. Kelly. You <laughs> can't help it the fans like Kelly. KJ. <laughs> KJ. KJ. All right. You, you know, she just, It's just, it's, it's, I, I like Kelly a lot. She's very good. That's but cool. I mean, well, and I'll. Take, I hope she got all your saliva off of her when she got home. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that was a fucking major lubrication job you did, Jim. Oh <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all right, crime I'm, time, I'm not people. I'm not, I'm not jealous, Kelly. You just, <laughs> you just did what you were supposed to do. That's all. Let's That's roll it. with the crime time. All right, uh, y'all, this is a crazy story we're opening up with today. A woman is accused of fatally shooting her Uber driver in West Texas after mistakenly believing she was being kidnapped into Mexico, and she's been charged with murder. That's right. Phoebe Copas from Tompkinsville, Kentucky, was visiting her boyfriend in El Paso, Texas, when the shooting took place. The El Paso Police Department said Copas shot 52-year-old Daniel Garcia in the head while he was driving her to a location in far southeast El Paso. Copas uh, saw traffic signs that read Juarez, Mexico, during her ride and falsely believed she was being kidnapped and taken to Mexico. El Paso is located on the U.S.-Mexican border across, across from Juarez. El Paso police officers initially arrested and charged Copas on suspicion of aggravated assault, causing serious bodily injury. With Garcia's death, the charge has been upgraded to murder. El Paso police department officials said her bond is set at $1.5 million. So, to give you some context on this case, uh, Copas was picked up about 2 p.m. in a gray Nissan Maxima, She was, uh, and he was driving her to a location to meet with her boyfriend. As they drove down the interstate in south-central El Paso, she sees traffic signs that show the words Juarez, Mexico. That led her to believe at that point, I'm being kidnapped, and this guy's trying to take me across the border. Let me tell you this. I spent over a month on the ground, boots on the ground, working a case in El Paso. When you see those signs, it's almost no turnarounds. Yeah. That's she freaked. Like, that's like you're going to the border. Well, she that's what she was thinking. She freaks out. She is then accused of grabbing a silver and brown handgun from her purse and shooting him, 
her Uber driver in the back of the head. Holy shit. This caused the vehicle to crash into roadway barriers before coming to a stop on the freeway. The area where the car crashed was not in close proximity of a bridge, port, or other entry area with uh, immediate access or travel to Mexico. So they're trying to establish that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot there for you to think you were going to Mexico. Yeah, she still had to get through Mexican customs. Right. So now she's from Kentucky. So one thing I would say is, you know, she probably doesn't realize that, I mean, if you've never been to the Mexican border, you don't know what the Mexican border looks like. So not defending her, just saying. Uh, Prior to calling 911, police say that uh, Copas took a photo of the Uber driver after he was shot and sent it to her boyfriend via text message. Officers arrived at the scene and saw uh, uh, Copas being helped out of the car by her boyfriend. So he got there before the police did. Uh, Copas then dropped everything she was holding in her hands on the ground, including the handgun. Officers found uh, the Uber driver slumped over the driver's seat of the car, shot in the head. She was detained by the officers as they investigated the shooting. Uh, And, of course, the Uber driver was taken to the medical center at El Paso for treatment. He was hospitalized for several days before his family took him off life support yeah, after doctors right said he's not going to recover. Right yeah. Just a horrible, horrible, Crazy. awful mistake right. there. And, you know, I don't know if you classify it as a mistake, but. No, no. Well, I mean. Well, uh, what's the motive? I mean, there was no other motive, right? Yeah, she's so, still catch the charge. No, as yeah. she should, because it seems like there'd be about a thousand things you could do to try and determine whether. You're actually being taken into Juarez uh, or not before just shooting the guy. But um, I don't get it. I do not get it either. But I do know this, that if Daniel Garcia's family wanted to give him a first class Uber like funeral and they have family in Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas area. They could take Daniel to Broussard, Louisiana, right? Where just outside of Lafayette, they'd find Louisiana funeral services under that big American flag where our buddy Roy Provost and the two Christians would take over and do right by uh, by Mr. Garcia. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they are the only place in Louisiana that you can facilitate an autopsy. You can embalm, cremate, and even cremate your pets all under one roof. There is only one privately owned facility that offers autopsy services in the state, and that is Parish Forensics. They've been serving Louisiana since 2007, y'all. Yep. And if you're a resident of Louisiana, call call them today. To speak to someone about their services at 1 800 Cremate, that's 1 800 273 6283, or 1 800 Funeral, that's 1 800 386 3725. You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram for their latest memorial products, offerings, and more. And that's Parish Forensics, Louisiana's funeral home and crematory. And guess what, y'all? Your other loved ones too, your pets. List Louisiana Pet Crematory of Bruce Hart, Louisiana. And then you know what their motto is, boys. Rest, Rest easy. easy. Well, you know, Kristen Sapienza, we have to talk. We have to do a little Italian talk, Kristen, but uh, sent us a photo the other day of uh, 
uh, a few of the folks listening yes. to us really? in front Loved of uh, a casket. It was an empty, it was an empty casket, yeah. but, uh, uh, but I really, I want that, uh, that, you know, who, who loses their lunch first autopsy challenge me yeah, against wow. Jim up there. Right. And I'm, no, trying, I'm trying to get that, yeah. trying to get that arranged participating. Yeah. or maybe it's just <laughs> seeing how long Mike lasts in a room before he yeah. blows chow. But, uh, but thank you guys. Thanks for your support. Yeah, you and awesome. uh, hey, we appreciate it. One more thing on this. I want y'all to understand because every day, several this weekend, people are messaging me about their family members where they, the coroner didn't order all autopsies and stuff like that. These people, Paris Forensic is the only privately owned place in the state of Louisiana that you can get your private autopsy done. So y'all call them. All right. So y'all, I'm going to take you to another crazy case. And this is just, this could be dumb criminal all day long, but it's just horrible. Um, Alan Taya pled guilty to malice murder, felony murder, and a slew of other charges. And a judge sentenced Taya to life in prison without parole plus five years. Because during the early evening on December 7th, the Lawrenceville Police Department and Fire Department responded to a call regarding a fire at Douglas Lewis's law firm. Lewis had suffered multiple gunshot wounds to the head, one of which was almost immediately fatal. And he was already dead by the time the flames had broke out. So now his law office is on fire after he's been shot, okay? Investigators believe Tayai used gasoline to start the fire, which matched up with gas cans found in his vehicle, which was parked next to Lewis's car. His car keys were reportedly near Lewis's body inside the building. Police found Taya nearby with singed eyebrows and hair and burns on his hands, legs, and face, and reportedly had a thirty-eight revolver in his possession. Lewis, but other than that, there was nothing linking yeah, right, linking him right, to the crime. But, but other than this, <laughs> other than this link, Lewis had represented Taya's ex-wife uh, in their divorce trial. Mm-hmm. A so, judge, a, and a judge had ordered Taya to pay Lewis's attorney's fees, mm. which he had not done. And the judge presiding over divorce issued a notice for Taya to return to court for contempt of court hearings based on the failure to pay those fees. Well, he's come back from court, but it ain't for that. <laughs> so and, he basically killed his ex-wife's yeah. attorney? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And, and and really, it could be dumb criminal for burning himself up. Uh, we Wait, which photos. one's the dead guy? I would assume the dead guy is the young, is the respectable-looking one, and the murderer slash arsonist is the diabolical-looking fellow. So I mean, how old was he, Woody? Looks pretty old. I don't even think they said. Did it say? Oh, six. Yeah, sixty-five years old. Wow, sixty-five years old. Sixty-five. And he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison for shooting and killing his ex-wife's divorce attorney. Notice this trend. We got a lot of sixty-year-olds committing crimes. Sixty-year-old in the last episode with the panties. Um, So I'm getting into my prime prime right now. (laughs) Right? Divorce is bad enough. Yeah, divorce Mm. is bad. And even though you may want to kill your ex. I ain't killing an attorney. Nah. Over some attorney's fees. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that's, sorry that's tragic. For, sorry for him and murder by you for that. You know, a lot of people that would, might would want to kill their ex-wife's yeah, attorney, yeah, yeah. but yeah. none that would actually do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's horrible. 
Have you guys heard about the blowtorch bandit? I have not. Is it a dumb criminal? Did you hear dumb criminal music? There's no, <laughs> no banjos. No banjos. This guy is to be taken seriously. Okay. All right. Okay. We've talked a lot about uh, what these stores, particularly the pharmacies, the CVSs, and the Walgreens are doing in these big cities to right. protect, you know. Locking years ago, yeah. it used to be just those $20 uh, razor blades and yeah. uh, and a couple other things. Now these stores are just locked down uh, completely. Well, the blowtorch bandit has uh, figured out how to uh, how to bypass well, that there's strategy. A will, there's a way. Okay. So, watch, crime is really heating up this summer uh, in New York City. No pun intended. See how I did that? Yeah. A shoplifter found a creative way to get past those pesky plastic security cases, locking seemingly every product sold in drugstores by brazenly setting them ablaze. Nice. And this is all caught on video camera. The burglar fired off a blowtorch and melted the plastic of the locked cases inside a Queens, New York Walgreens on Friday before grabbing several boxes and shoving them into his bag. The video footage is making the rounds on social media. Check it out. Uh, Blowtorch Bandit is, uh, as I think, the hashtag that this dude is going by. Um this dude who has not been right. caught and I don't think yeah. is going to be caught. This thief only stole about $448 worth of skincare products. <laughs> so perhaps he has a skincare condition or, uh, or maybe, maybe his girlfriend does or, or, nice. or maybe there's a, uh, uh, there's a shortage of those and you can, uh, uh, and, and you can upcharge people significantly for those goods. But this all happened at the East Elmhurst store, East Elmhurst, Queens, that is, um, as other shoppers and employees stood by silently filming the wild act on their oh, phones. Yeah. So the, to look at one video is really cool because you see other people in the store that I guess yeah, people go into, like, I guess they go into the pharmacies now in New York and are just waiting for something crazy to happen. And then, you know, boom, they get. So the man, he, he wore a surgical mask and a hoodie over his I head. I say that maybe that's what he needs skin care. They are not, for. they are not going to ID him. No, that was uh, uh, for other reasons. I think calmly and casually lit the enclosed case on fire. He did this at 2.35 in the afternoon. He grabbed the goods and quickly fled the store, according to police. There have been no arrests, and the investigation is ongoing. The theft comes as shoplifting in New York City has grown by 77% over the past five years, according to NYPD stats. The rise in burglaries has plagued numerous major cities across the country, prompting major retailers like Walgreens to lock up nearly every product behind plastic cases. The Post, this is the New York Post, visited a handful of New York City shops earlier this month to find a slew of low-priced items now being locked up. Mm. Those include Dawn dishwashing liquid at $2.19, locked up behind plastic. Mm-hmm. Vaseline lip balm, $2.79, locked up behind plastic. Kids toothbrushes, $3.99, locked up behind nice. the plastic. Cadbury chocolates, mm. Can't be going in there and pulling one of those off the shelf right. and eating it and and putting the wrapper uh, the wrapper in your yeah. pocket. Those are three ninety nine and protected by plastic. And get this, a dollar seventy nine can of tuna. 
which I didn't know they sold tuna at Walgreens, um, is locked in cabinets that require customers to ring a bell and then wait for employees to eventually get them. But I think we're going to see a bunch of blowtorches purchased here in the next few weeks. It's probably one of those little blue bottles with a thing mm -hmm. on it. The little acetylene cans. You know what? um, I was in D.C., one of my favorite towns or cities, just a couple of years ago, and I was in a Walgreens. I was hungry as a motherfucker, and so I got—I actually got sushi from a Walgreens. Ooh! And I wish I'd had that shit locked up because <laughs> I wouldn't waste my time on it. Wasn't too appetizing. No, no, was Violating like, one of my—I I violated one of my lifelong rules last night. Yeah, you, yeah. you got to do it sometimes, right? I went to the back of that thing. That that bathroom at the back of that plane. Yeah. Was smaller remember. than the the one you put on a twenty four foot boat. I mean, really? it was. I couldn't spin around in the, <laughs> in the thing, and I. You do a lot of spin around. And I. Uh, well, you have to get off and then get to the. Did you get, get your to foot stuck in with the blue dial like Chevy Chase did on vacation. I thought he was going to my high class. That's what I thought yeah. he was going. He was yeah. trying. He was going to tell us a I, kinky crime. Yeah. Well, I, look, <laughs> he committed I, when, the first time. Uh, I had to pick up our dog we got years ago. Uh, this is back in 2007 from a breeder in Connecticut. And, uh, and I had to fly the dog back to California. I picked him up and decided to fly out of White Plains Airport, which is a smaller little airport north of New York City. And, uh, and we get out on the tarmac on this plane and we get held for weather in, in Chicago. We had to connect through Chicago. And all of a sudden... I said, and this is a little plane. Yeah. So the puppy is taking a dump uh, in the bag. Oh. And so we're on the tarmac. I asked the flight attendant, can I get up? And so I have to get up, go to the back to the tiny little bathroom. And it's one of these bathrooms where the water doesn't come out unless you're pressing right. down. Yeah. Uh, so I've got to open the little Sherpa bag the dog is in with shit all over. Uh. And I got to get the soap and I got to get the water and I'm just splashing the water uh, on the dog oh and somehow after like 20 minutes in there i get him cleaned i get the shit off him i walk back to my seat i put him down we're still on the tarmac about 90 minutes later we're still on the tarmac uh, <laughs> oh <again>. man <laughs> second time around i had to go back and do that all again i mean i just smelled like complete i don't know why i told that story sorry kelly hey. kelly we miss you okay. <laughs> we miss you <laughs> hey, hey, that's good though. I was like, should have gone a mile high too. That's right. Of video of you doing that. I thought yeah. you were gonna say Jerry Ann and you went in the in the bathroom. On the I flight. was I was solo. And now, you, now you can't even <laughs> Sorry, do it on the blankets anymore because they don't provide blankets for you. Yeah. Rest in peace, Ducey. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. 
and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use AstroPro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. AstroPro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. All right. All right. We're going to bring you to Indiana. And an Indianapolis woman said she was left shaken after being robbed at gunpoint outside her home, only for the suspect to message her on Facebook and ask her out on a date. That's right. Amber Braun said she was checking her mailbox early one morning last month when a man approached her and he pulled out a gun. Uh, she basically said she got off work late one night. He took the gun out of his pocket to show me what was going on. Let me in your house. Uh, and she refused to do that. So she said she forked over $100 in cash she happened to have in her pocket uh, to the suspect, who was a later identified as Damian Boyce. After he got the money, he pointed the gun at her and demanded she add him on Facebook. I thought maybe if I added him on Facebook, he would leave. And he did, she said. He then began messaging her on the social media app, complimenting her and asking her out. Oh, my God. Damn, you was too pretty to rob. One message stated with the man saying he would pay her back. Boyce also asked if he could come chill with her. 
So he was charged with armed robbery late last week and was held on a $7,500 bond. And just a week before that armed robbery, Boyce was arrested in a separate armed robbery. Uh, he also he got into an argument and shot two people and hit another in the head with a brick. But he was sliding in this lady's DMs, wanting to get a little be, play. He should be a dumb criminal. Yeah, he really could qualify as a dumb yeah, criminal. It's just horrible. It, hey, well, it's, how, it's how do you crazy. do that? Add me to Facebook, like like the police aren't gonna find out who you are. Idiot. Total idiot. Um, and then hit her up and, you know, want to chill yeah, with her. He's chill. using all the good lines. Can I come over and chill? Can I chill with you? That's crazy. Damn, you too pretty to rob. Crazy. I mean, crazy, that's my crazy. favorite right there. Wow. That's a that's, that's a pickup it. line for the 21st that, century. That's a really, really good one. <laughs> you pretty, too, too pretty too to rob, pretty to baby. Rob. So, uh, yeah, that's your Indiana. That's a crazy one. Well, let me take it to Houston. And a Houston pastor who helped thwart a man allegedly attacking an elderly couple in their home credited his faith for jumping into action to protect his neighbors. If it wasn't for him, we'd probably be dead, Sharon Cohen said of the local pastor, Heath Haynes. Haynes was sitting with his wife in their home when they heard Sharon yelling for help outside. I started running over to the neighbor's home thinking, I'm responding to a medical emergency, Haynes recounted. And then she starts yelling as she's coming down the sidewalk, that the suspect is attacking her husband. So I kind of switched gear to, okay, this is not a medical emergency. This is an attack. Haynes said the front door to the neighbor's home slammed shut on his way over, but he was able to peek in the window. Inside, he saw his 85-year-old neighbor, Earl Cohan, who has dementia, on the floor with a coat rack over his chest and a man rifling through his pockets. I'm banging on the door and yelling, and he's acting like he lives there, saying, I'll be right there. Um, I'm yelling, I can see you. And at, the, at that point, he stops and goes to the back of the house. That's when Haynes took out his phone and began recording the scene. Remember, Jim Chapman said everybody's on video. Um, explaining, he thought the suspect, who was identified as 54-year-old Shane Jennings, may have had a weapon, and the camera might deter him from becoming more violent. Hey, what do you think you're doing, man? Haynes has heard asking Jennings in the video. You're beating that man up. Haynes told Jennings to put down a set of car keys he had to the Cohen's pickup and as well as other items in his hand. The suspect is then seen attempting to open the truck door before running from Haynes. The pastor managed to subdue Jennings for a few moments, claiming he did not attack the couple and that he can't breathe as Haynes held him by the collar of his T-shirt. At this point, I know my wife called the police, Haynes said. I'm just trying to contain without escalating any further. I'm just kind of keeping them in the back area. We're just kind of cat and mousing around the truck. Meanwhile, Haynes' wife, Amber, like you see him running around the truck, right? Meanwhile, Haynes' wife, Amber, had kicked off her flip-flops and was standing at the ready to help subdue Jennings if he tried to make a run for it. He kicked off the flip-flops. The pastor said he did not realize that Jennings still had a pair of keys in his hands, and it didn't occur to him that the suspect would try to jump into the vehicle as they were in an enclosed area. Jennings did make a move for the car. Haynes recorded the suspect drive the truck through a fence, sideswipe the house, repeatedly hit another parked vehicle in the driveway, run over some trash cans, and take off down the road. 
Police were able to capture Jennings later that day following a short police chase where Jennings also reportedly hit a cop car. He was charged with six felony counts, including ag assault of an elderly person and assault of a peace officer. And the Coens did not suffer serious injuries during the tag and are processing the incident. Haynes added that the Coens were likely targeted by Jennings, citing how Earl came home a few weeks prior and said he had been mugged, but his family was unsure if it really happened due to his dementia. Haynes said when Jennings first appeared on the Cohen's doorstep, he asked for a glass of water, then said he needed to use the bathroom, then again changed the story and said he owed Earl money. So he knew Earl's name and then barged his way in and then flipped the script and said Earl owes me money, Haynes said. As for the pastor, he's crediting God and his faith for how stepping in to help protect the Cohen's. Pretty good story. Really good story. Right. What do we think about the pastor's decisions there, though? Mm, well, I mean, it's not, he's not in a, a store employee where he's been told not to help. I think he's a hero for doing what he did. He could have got killed, obviously, but that's a totally different situation than being in that. You know, if you're my neighbor, I'm going to defend you. Yeah. Right. Well, right. I think he also got kind of stuck there because he thought it was a medical. Yeah. Emergency, right? So well, until I he mean, sees him pinned down on the floor, and right. And but at that point, beat. if he had a weapon at home, he can't go back home to get right. the. To oh, get he the had weapon, a weapon. So. He had a weapon. His wife. She took her flip flops <laughs> off. Oh, you kicked it. Yeah, you ever seen a woman kick them yeah, flip flops off? Shoes off. Oh, oh, Somebody's about to get their ass. Those, those feet are like uh, Bruce Lee's right, hands. They're right. registered as lethal weapons. <laughs> um, I could just see him running around in the truck there, and hey, he's taking care of that eighty-five year old man with dementia. Yeah. No, he's a good pastor. Good dude. Shout out to you, pastor. Let's go to Oakland, California. Oakland. Beautiful Oakland. (laughs) The other side of the bay. The East Bay, as they like to say. (laughs) (laughs) It is. You guys make fun of me for California landmarks. Alameda County. Um, a 19-year-old... Home of Jose Canseco. <laughs> is it his home? I don't, I don't know. know. Idea. It's where he... It was for a little while. Once hit some home runs and took a bunch of steroids <laughs> before, before losing a fight to a barstool sports guy. A 19-year-old San Francisco man has been charged in the death of a popular baker named Jen Angel, who was dragged by a getaway car because she chased after the armed robbers. There you go. Oh, wow. Angel's family has urged authorities not, I repeat, not to jail her two assailants because they say it goes against her social beliefs. Ishmael Birch was charged on June 5th by the Alameda County District Attorney's Office on suspicion of felony murder with robbery enhancements and the slaying of Jen Angel, owner of Angel Cakes. The suspect was first taken into custody in San Francisco on June 2nd on battery charges. Police confirmed Saturday that Birch was charged in connection with the death of Angel, who was 48, who was robbed by two thieves who smashed her car window on Webster Street in Oakland and made off with her purse. She chased after the getaway car but got caught in the vehicle's door and was dragged more than 50 feet 
eventually smashing her head onto the sidewalk, which is what Mm. killed her. She was put into a medically induced coma, but later succumbed. As a longtime social movement activist, Jen did not believe in state violence, carceral punishment, or incarceration, and therefore her uh, friends believe that she would not have wanted anything done to this man who did this. And I just got to believe that if Jen were with us today, uh, post this incident, uh, had she been lucky enough to survive it, that she might be thinking a little bit differently about I, I agree. how to take care I of the situation. I agree. The state of California, uh, when we love our California We sure do. Uh, the state of California is going to pick those charges up. Except that one who's written like two nasty reviews. Yeah, well, that happens. The, uh, it's okay. Cat something? I don't know. Who you don't know? I don't read the name. Catwoman? Catwoman. Oh, by the way. Catwoman loves Woody or something. Yeah, is yeah. handle, something like that. By the way, because I forgot to mention the last episode, y'all, we're going to run it to the middle of July. The Real Life Real Crime Daily, go post a review, screenshot it, put it in. We're giving away three sets of gifts. They, y'all have been hilarious, some of them, and some of them are just straight up good. But it's it's that's a big deal. If they're anti gym comments, they get they get fifty percent more credit <laughs> right. than the uh, than the, well, the, the average. It's a big deal. We went from like thirty eight hundred to forty three hundred uh, reviews. Oh, so, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what did this doesn't it doesn't matter in a case like this what if yeah, somebody comes to the so. table and says i know that this person wouldn't want yeah, xyz yeah, that's it's a crime and the crime hearsay. the state has laws and, and and i i'm sure somebody she has to have at least one family member i mean even if she doesn't the state should pick it up murder's murder murder is murder murder is murder like you said it killed her good all right. The uh, three San Antonio police officers have been charged with murder less than 24 hours after they fatally shot a woman during a police call. Officer Elazar Alejandro, Sergeant Alfred Flores, and Officer Nathaniel Villalobos are suspended from the force without pay as the investigation continues. The shooting officer's actions were not consistent with the policies and training, and they placed themselves in a situation where they used deadly force, which was not reasonable. This from Chief William McManus. Police were responding to a call that a woman later identified as Melissa Ann Perez was cutting wires to a fire alarm system at her apartment complex. It appeared that Ms. Perez was having a mental health crisis, says the chief. After initially speaking with officers outside, she went back inside of her apartment and locked the doors. Officers continued to talk to Perez through a rear patio window and urged her to come out. You ain't got no warrant, she said twice, according to the body camera video. One officer tried to open the window and McManus saw Perez and said she threw a glass candle holder at him. She later swung a hammer at the officer. But he hit, but the hammer hit the window instead, breaking it. According to McManus, one officer opened fire, but Perez was not hit and can still be heard speaking on the body camera video. But seconds later, Perez advanced towards the window again while holding the hammer, and all three officers opened fire. More than a dozen shots are heard on the body camera video. Perez was struck at least twice. 
Officers attended light, attempted life-saving measures, and Perez died at the scene. Although she was allegedly approaching the officers with a hammer when they opened fire, the arrest warrant said Perez did not pose an imminent threat or serious bodily injury or death uh, when she was shot because the officers had a wall, a window blocked by a television, and a locked door between yeah. them. And I'd love to give your get your opinion on this, Woody. Yeah. Of no, this I mean, situation. basically is 21-foot rule. Uh, someone's coming at you with some type of weapon. Uh, you have a right to, to defend yourself. But, I mean, they, they could have just ran away from this lady or taser or something. I mean, he had a wall and a locked door and all that. There's yeah. no reason to shoot her through a window. Yeah, and I mean, the chief is charged. What's him, unfortunate so. in cases like this, y'all, is the first guy that fired and missed. And, and, and I mean, it's, okay, if you're on the firing range, qualify him, and before they say go, one asshole pulls out his uh, – Pulls out his pistol, starts shooting. Everybody starts shooting. And I think that's probably what happened in this case. The one guy started shooting, and they're like, shit, he's shooting, we're shooting. And she does have a hammer. She's, you know, trying to attack us, even though she's behind a window or whatever. But one started shooting, I guess, my guess would be the other two started automatically shooting, unfortunately. Uh, horrible. Yeah. I Bad mean, decision made that quick. Yes. Yeah. Ruin your life. Ruin your lives. Yep. Yeah. And, and nowadays, especially, I mean, you know, back in the before body cameras and all that shit, which we didn't have when I when I was on the street, they might could have got away with it, right? Right. It's my or the sword. But crazy story. Um, you know, and I like San Antonio. I spent a lot, a lot of time there working. But yeah. I'm going to take y'all. Yeah, this, this story is Freaking crazy. To um, a South Korean woman who allegedly confessed to killing her two newborns and storing their bodies in a freezer was arrested this week. Now, y'all know I never get pronunciations correct. And Jim and Mike, my stories. So they actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure Mike must have did this. I did. He actually put in the abbreviations on the pronunciations, which I'm going to hook up anyway, but here they go. <laughs> Gino G, Nambu, and he the, the behind the Gino G, it's spelled G Y E N O N G G I. He puts in parentheses G G dash on dash G close parentheses Nambu, and he put Nam dash Boo. Anyway, <laughs> provincial police said that um, the woman whose identity is, identity has not been released admitted to killing the babies a day after their respective births, blaming economic difficulties while raising her three older children. The woman's husband said he was told that the babies were aborted by his wife, who was in her 30s. Officials reportedly discovered something was wrong when the Board of Audit and Inspection noticed that the babies' births were never registered, but there was a hospital record for each. Following the discovery, police performed a search and seizure operation at the woman's home in Suwon, Gino Geom, where police discovered the frozen babies and say the woman allegedly confessed to the two murders. The first child, a baby girl who officials allege had been strangled, was born in November of 2018. The woman then allegedly did the same to her baby boy in November of 2019. So you were thinking they were twins or something, right? But they weren't. Um, 
The woman allegedly killed one baby at home, the other near the hospitals. Police will make their final determinations following the complete autopsies. The, uh, the Board of Audit and Inspection concluded that 2,236 babies born between 2015 and 2022 have not been registered by their parents, and 23 cases were determined to be a partic- particularly high risk and reported to police, including this case. Um, the woman is due to attend an arrest warrant here on Friday. Holy shit. And to kept... The one so she, from a year prior was in the freezer. Right, right, right. So and then she, has another she, one, and then freezes that one. Yeah, I mean. And, and then when they come looking, yeah, the yeah. babies are in the freezer. Yeah. And she has three other older kids. Yeah. And what you, the you, F? You better believe dad's going to get swung for this, too. And, and But I, I, the, the disturbing fact, I guess this makes her not – a total family annihilator, but it makes her a serial killer mm-hmm. of her own kids. Because it's two or more deaths independent of each other or a year apart. Holy shit. You did a fantastic job on pronouncing the name. Yeah, thanks of for those putting cities, it. Because you got tired of me saying B or R. <laughs> no, it was, no, it was one with an I last yeah, week yeah. that you were like, uh, I. Yeah. Wow. Crazy story, bro. I thought I heard it all. Okay, so I don't want to get a nasty letter from Jim about how long my stories are, so <laughs> I'm going to try and cut some corners on on this one. But I but I think it's I think it's an important story, and I think there are uh, important facts that we have to go through to tell it properly. But um, there's a guy by the name of Khalid Satari. I didn't put that in parentheses. No, you didn't. Like, yeah, you have to. <laughs> and uh, uh, and this guy is a uh, is a bad guy who has uh, who is on the FBI most wanted list and has uh, uh, has committed some um, uh, some very serious crimes over the years uh, that really are boom, Jim. Uh, this guy's committed fraud on a monumental level uh, and made all kinds of money doing it. And we're going to you know, talk about the two biggest schemes. And by the way, uh, uh, the state of Louisiana, New Orleans in particular, Texas, uh, were all part of uh, of these uh, of these scams. So this guy, uh, Satari, was a Palestinian national. Uh, he's also known as DJ Rock. And uh, he once served three years in the U.S. jail uh, in the uh, the mid two thousands after he was found to be the ringleader of a fifty million dollar music piracy ring. So Mm -hmm. back when uh, digital music rights were going on, and remember Napster and all that kind of stuff, this guy was uh, uh, was caught in a fraud and served a little bit of time. But he also was able to hide a bunch of money he made from that. uh, scam and uh, so when he emerged from prison, he was already a rich guy. Um, he uh, uh, he is nowhere to be found these days, and that is after uh, he committed a much much larger scam, which involved Medicaid fraud. And so the uh, the scam is basically that uh, to get seniors 
to have procedures performed that they don't really need. Yeah. And in order to do that, you've got to get uh, you got to use a lab as a middle person to recruit Medicare patients for free cancer tests is what this guy did. Uh, a middleman to bribe doctors to declare tests medically necessary. Like so you got big, doctors involved in the scam. It's like big money. Yeah. You got to have doctors willing to provide false documents. You got to have uh, labs that will process the tests and use documents to claim Medicare reimbursement for up to $10,000 a procedure. And then you got to kick back a portion of this to the middlemen and the doctors who are part of it. Well, this guy did this to the degree of $500 million worth of fraud. That's why he's still on the run. Um, $500 million worth of fraud. He is, as I said, on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. Um, And uh, uh, there was a hearing in January that somehow they thought he was going to show to. I don't know what gave them that idea. But he, uh, uh, but he did not, and uh, they have no idea where he is. They think he may be in New Orleans, but they also think he may be in the country of Five, Jordan. Five hundred million, uh, he could say a mile. His son yeah, is rumored to gone. be in Houston, Texas, and uh, as I said, a lot of this uh, uh, of this fraud took place in uh, in both Louisiana and. Uh, and Texas. So yep. this is a, they uh, will catch him eventually. You cannot outrun the warrants and being on the FBI's ten most wanted list. I would times think about quitting everything I'm doing and just go hunt these guys that have these big bounties on them. Like Dog the Bounty Hunter? Yeah, but better. So do they <laughs> when you say so uh does government go and hire bounty hunters to do that? No, they don't. Well they offer people, bounties. They offer the rewards. Okay. Like, so, remember, so, uh, so anybody, Osama bin Laden had however many millions and millions and right, millions. Right, right. I thought about going over the desert and trying to get him, right? But really, it wouldn't work out for me. So do you have to, what do you have to do? Yeah, you have to do apply or register? They don't even know you're out there doing you, it. That's right. You just catch them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't need It's permission. not like you're on bail, right? Then, well, this guy's rumored and his son is rumored to be in our primary listening area. Yeah, I'm a little busy right now. Like, okay. Right. How much is the reward? Five hundred million if, with with five hundred million dollars in his pocket. Yeah. Though I doubt he's yeah. in the states. You can easily hire he, somebody from he, another country to fly. I doubt he looks anything like he used to look. Oh yeah, five hundred. I doubt you know a lot. War has given a whole lot of surgery <laughs> done for that. That's he's, right. He's on a big boat somewhere. Crazy. No doubt. Hey y'all, my wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. 
They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash R-L-R-C. Doubt, no doubt. You can now take off that belt and move freely around uh, the cabin. Not if you're on Frontier Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to tell you, uh, this is a, a, actually a great entertaining story for our mile high crimes for today. New York resident Kingsley Burnett had planned for years to travel to Sydney, Australia, and had finally saved the money to make that trip. It's not cheap, I'm sure. No. Uh, everything was set to uh, for him to make the journey in January, but an unexpected flight delay made it impossible for uh, him to make it in time for the cruise he had booked out of Sydney. So he was forced to push his trip back to later in the right. year. Now, he was able to rebook the cruise for this spring, and he even saved money on the cost of his flight compared to the January pricing. Hmm. Everything was perfect for Kingsley to enjoy his long-awaited journey. He was surprised to be leaving out of LaGuardia Airport rather than JFK, the big international airport, right. but the savings was too big to even you know worry about that. He was further confounded when making his connection through Denver International. 
His Sydney flight was a prop plane with just nine rows of seats. Prop plane. Prop plane. To Sydney, yeah. He was sure yeah, something. Maybe it was uh, solar. Maybe it was yeah, solar. Maybe so. He was sure something wasn't right. But it didn't come all together until the flight made a stop in Billings, Montana, before its final in destination to Sydney, Montana. Yeah. That's yeah. right. You heard it right. With his dreams of idyllic Australian getaway. Kangaroos and shit. Crashed and burned. Kingsley yeah. Burnett, 62, told the New York Post, that's when I realized my mistake. The code for Sydney, Australia is SDY. And I booked to SYD instead. Somebody really ought to fix that. I would, <laughs> I would agree with him. It might seem odd that the traveler wasn't tipped off by the massive price difference. Right. However, Burnett, who was trying to be frugal with his vacation planning, said he was just happy to find a bargain. Right. He what figured, man, I have come across the deal of the century here. Stole it your way. That's right. He thought it was a good deal. Uh, he saw the SDY for Sydney S-I-D-N-E-Y, and the SDY was cheaper than the SYD, which is actually Sydney, Australia. <laughs> Burnett decided against the visit to Sydney, Montana, and with the help of American ticket agent Carol Castellano, he was booked on a return flight to New York. He did get to spend the night at the Boot Hill Inn in Billings, and I hear that's a very nice place. Despite accidentally flying to the wrong hemisphere, Burnett said he's just grateful that Castellano Castellano was able to help him out. Montana didn't have kangaroos. Uh, but it yeah. had Carol, yeah. and that was good enough for me. He gushed, noting he rescheduled his Australian trip for this summer. The man born in Jamaica just took it all in stride. Uh, shout out! I to love Carol. this guy. Yeah. I love this guy. So he's getting to go though. He's getting to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, he got to spend a night in Boot Hill. Yeah. But I mean, the airline should. I mean, the the Sid Sid thing uh, that is a little bit confusing. But, it could be. But just out of feeling sorry for the guy, somebody should have yeah. comped his flight. Or I mean, the $4,000 flight versus the $400 flight he got, it should have been an alarm, right? Yeah, but Qantas or somebody that. should, like, yeah. step up and... I said koala bears. That's the other thing you didn't get to see. No, yeah, no, no. koalas. That was your mile high crime for today. And it is a crime that that happened to him, although there is no... You yeah, move freely around the cabin. Mike's still butthurt from the recent trip. Uh-oh. There's our music. Yes. It's kinky Crimes for Thursday, y'all. And there's no telling where and when the mood will hit, apparently. A Bexar County, Texas couple was arrested after they were called ele- not allegedly, after they were caught having sex inside a movie theater. Mm. Is that illegal? Um, <laughs> Melissa... McCune, whatever the fuck. Melissa Feist McCusen and Adam Emmett Lee are now facing charges of public lewdness. Feist McCusen, 39 and Lee, 40, were discovered by an assistant manager who was shocked to see what the couple were doing. The employee went to find the manager to alert him what was going on. Mm. The assistant manager and the manager returned to the theater together. When the assistant manager and the manager returned to the theater together, the couple were having sex really fast. Really fast? <laughs> what the fuck is that even mean? Then, this is a public <laughs> space, the manager reported to tell the eager, the eager couple. You need to stop what you're doing and get off him. 
the couple was shocked party, and stood baby. there for a long t- for a long time before putting their clothes back on. Holy mm. shit, they took them all the way off. Police arrived shortly after and asked both the manager and assistant manager for details about what they had seen. They questioned whether the couple's genitals were visible during the encounter. No, the manager said, but we could see that their clothing was off and they were really trying hard to cover themselves with a small blanket they had. Well, Fice McHuston and Lee were apprehended and brought out to patrol car. Lee admitted to having sex inside the theater. He said, yeah, man, I should have known better. Stupid on my part, and we were just having a little fun. That's, That's what he it. told the cops. Hater. Right? Man, that manager's right. a hater. Well, maybe they they went to that him, stupid second Avatar movie. No, which think, if, no, no. They if you sent me to that I, movie, I'd I missed be looking. it. It was untitled. The name of the movie was, was Rust. <laughs> <laughs> not, because nobody else was in the theater. <laughs> not out yet. Yeah, I was going to say the theater had to be pretty uh, pretty empty for. But, but, you know, if you're the manager and the hey, assistant. Who hasn't had sex in the theater? If you're the assistant yeah. manager. Uh, you know, uh, and the manager. Would, you go to a better vantage point. Exactly. So you go up to where the, the film room mm. and, you, you know, you get yourself a good view of the event. Right, right. And, and you know. Film it. I mean, unless there are a hundred people in the theater that are complaining about what's and that was your, what's going on. Kiki crying. Sounds like a party paper to me. And then to describe it as really fast, really fast. Like, how do you do it, dude? Yeah. Like slow. The, the anaconda likes to slither slowly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that where my sense. needle just wants to get it done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one's this one's simple. Oh, give me give me some banjos here. Here it comes. Don't come. Okay. So the title kind of gives away this one, but um a man wearing a dumbass sweatshirt was arrested <laughs> after uh he stole a car in a car chase. There's the guy wearing the dumbass sweatshirt, and then there's what people get, like, what clothing company gets together and says, you know what, would sell tons of uh, of, of hoodies? Let's put dumbass on them and watch uh, how many uh, people will a buy A very these. successful one. You remember the shirts, I'm with Stupid? Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah, but they're, at least you're saying, I'm with Stupid. Yeah. It's the other person no, that's stupid. Not if you wear I one that says dumbass, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. A, a declarative statement about yeah, yourself. I, probably, so, I guess I wouldn't wear but, that But let's see. Somebody it looks, did it. It looks somewhat stylish. Maybe he made it at home. He did steal a nice car, it looks like. But this happened in Alabama. Which part? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Ox- where's, it, where's Oxford, Alabama? I don't know. Oxford, in Mississippi, I, I know Oxford, Mississippi, but this is Oxford, Alabama. We have tons of Alabama fans. Oh, they'll tell us. They'll let us know. But police in Alabama were left shaking their heads after a wild multi-state car chase. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe they went from Mississippi down. Mm. Multi-state car chase led to the arrest of an accused car thief wearing a dumbass sweatshirt. Oh, One of the males was wearing this sweatshirt, the Oxford Police Department said, of the two men taken into custody, along with a photo of the prophetic garment. Yes, we have a photo. It, and they have to blur out the ass. Really, we can't. Yeah, we have to see a dumb. Yeah, we have a Friday, yeah, he yes, can wear it, no one wear it, in America has ever it, yeah. seen the uh, that phrase. Hey, Oxford, um, Alabama is just south of Anniston, Alabama, where I was at Fort McCullen, in 1988 for basic training. You know, it's no longer open, but that's the north 
east corner of the Ford is no longer open, but Oxford still is. Yes, correct. Uh, maybe he should have took his own advice this morning, the Post quipped. What? Cops began chasing the stolen white Mazda in Harrison County, Georgia. Ah, so that would be the multi-state. The alleged thieves later crossed state lines into Alabama, continuing on U.S. Highway 78 into Oxford, where the Mazda crashed into a store. Both men were arrested at a local Wendy's and faced drug charges and charges of receiving stolen property um, and wearing a complete dumbass shirt because they're complete Complete dumbasses and therefore deserve some banjos. That Uh, is banjo worthy. Banjo worthy. They stole what? They stole what? How about some fireball whiskey? Yes, indeed. You know, fireball whiskey gets stolen more often than people realize. But it does. A 51-year-old woman drank seven small bottles of the alcohol while inside a convenience (laughs) store. Oh, my God. That's right. And they come in these little, they're like shot shot size. So she does seven of these things. Mm. She had not purchased the alcohol and the bottles were found in the trash can inside the store. Shortly after she left the business, the woman who was crying entered the mobile on the run gas station and asked an employee to use the phone. The woman made two calls on the employee's phone and then walked to a display that featured a bucket that contained 20 small bottles yep. of Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. The woman then hid behind the shelf and drank seven of the bottles. She then left the store and got into an unidentified car and drove away. The alcohol, incidentally, was worth about $20.58, according to police. An officer looked at the call history on the employee's phone and contacted the man that the suspect had called. The man told police the woman is his estranged wife and they share a home in the area. The man also told police that earlier in the evening, uh, sheriff's deputies had served his estranged wife with a restraining order and she had left the house intoxicated. She was located, issued a court summons for the incident. So the moral of the story, lock up your freaking fireball. Right. Fireball. That's right. Because they'll yeah, steal they anything, and they'll steal hey, at least fireballs. She, hey, she ingested it and stole it. Yeah. She was carrying it concealed. Look, seven seven of those seven, things eight, will yeah. light you up yeah, like a Christmas yeah. tree. How do you enforce a restraining order against someone you're living with? Yeah, I'm bit, pretty sure she she's not allowed in the kitchen. Because he said their strange wife that was living with her, but then the restraining order came out to say that they uh, probably then she had to leave. Away. Yeah. Don't let she's not allowed in the kitchen or the bathroom, and that way she'll leave for good if she's not allowed Maybe in the so. kitchen or the bathroom. Maybe so. Hey, I got a question for you guys. All right, so that's our show for today, folks. Hey, 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 bring that with a little more energy. Come on, I mean, th- that was a great show. It was a great show. That could be our highest rated show ever. Oh, I'm predicting that. Kelly's right episode was now. the highest <laughs> ever. I was able he's to got, isolate the minutes of the show. Got to get you and I was able to isolate uh, because you know what you I can do with my tech. Did that, I did that. Then you, and the spikes are, sound, are yeah. you can see the spikes when Woody's speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and then the spikes again when <laughs> Kelly's doing a story. 
And then I think I think the whole audience must go for popcorn uh, or love, go to the bathroom, uh, and it just happens to sync up with when Jim is doing uh, stuff. I don't know. It's yeah, it's a weird thing. Jimbo. It That's could be. Right. Uh, no it could just it. be. You know, uh, something wrong with the tech. Hey, but y'all, technology. Can, please continue to like and patch. share. And uh, a lot of stories are harsh, but you know what? It's real life, real crime daily. Yeah. And um, thank you for our sponsors. And continue to like and share and watch us grow, continue to grow. Right? Absolutely. That's it. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Shut business. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.